Hey, so welcome to Not Dead. Uh, we're recording this on Saturday, 6th of June. Uh, so we're doing this episode as like a response to some of the stuff that's been happening in America. And we felt like it was kind of a good time because we'd already been talking about morality. But as well, we just kind of wanted to debunk some of the stuff. We wanted to go through some of this and just have like a general discussion about what does this actually mean for American morality? Um, in a time when we're kind of in a pandemic, a global crisis, there's so many things going on. Is this really what the world needs right now? And what, why is it still a thing in 2020? Uh, but before we get into all that, hey, Craig, where are we, buddy? We're driving to uh, rural America in our teeny tiny little van with the rest of and uh, you know our anti-fascist mob, and we're going to fuck some shit up. Okay. Apparently. Apparently. Oh, good. All right. So, so we're driving to rural America. Yeah. Um, any, any specific, like rural America is a big place, Greg. I... No, no, nothing specific. I mean, just, just in quotes, that's what we're, that's what we're doing. We're in our little bus, uh, in the same way that all those Mexicans were going, traveling in mm -hmm. their tens of thousands to get mm -hmm. to America in their caravan. It's a big caravan, but we're in a little, we're in a minibus. Okay, well, that's getting bigger. Like you said, tiny van, now this is a minibus. Like... Sorry, a minibus. I meant to say minibus. I thought I said minibus. Okay, minibus is cool. All right, yeah. so um, what, what, what are we going to fuck up in? Um, like we say shit, so are we just going to like jump in manure piles? Is that, is that the idea? Well, right. that's what I assume that's all rural America is. It's just full of shit. Just, so. just manure piles. Um, yeah, and no, I've seen this as well. And like, I'm so, like, it, it's clearly designed to like spread hate. Like yeah. this idea that Antifa are going to like run into rural America. And I'm, I'm just as confused as you, man. Like, are, are people going to burn down barns? Like, what, are they going to go cow tipping? Because like, oh, I feel like that. Cows. I feel like that's just drunken teenagers in rural America anyway. Like, I don't know what they're going to do. Like, run into, like, the corner shop and, like, break a window and steal no. a Snickers bar or whatever they have in America. Pretty sure they have Snickers in America, but I don't think nobody's going to go to jail over a Snickers bar. Hey, man, the guy that we're talking about got arrested overpaying with a banknote that they felt wasn't legit. Um, I would... Everything's on the table right now. Yeah, that is true. Yeah, yeah, fair. Was uh, that really? Was that the reason they stopped George Floyd over over a banknote? So <laughs> yeah, George Floyd. Um, like different reports say, the I saw an interview with the shop uh, shop owner who said that it was a banknote. Um, yeah. Other reports say a check, but essentially, from that interview, it looked like George Floyd came in. He paid with. Uh, he paid for some groceries and stuff in the shop, went outside, and his uh, and so the clerk at the store just went to the manager and said, "Oh, this is this banknote isn't real. Like this is a fake banknote." So then they went outside and like asked him to pay with, uh, said that his banknote wasn't real, um, and he, and then they called the police on him, and. Okay. I don't, I don't know why, I, 
I've got several questions that if we're, if we're going into the body of this of like I one if I pay like I used to work in a shop and occasionally you get fake banknotes and like you ask the person there and then about like oh yeah this is a fake banknote and you'd like and you'd like source it out there but I don't get why the police were called like I, I would not call call the police on someone when I was working in a shop I, I, I might, I might have threatened it, but I probably wouldn't have gone through with it. <clears throat> and I don't know why the police turned up in such force. There were four police officers that turned up um, to to tell to be like, oh yeah, this guy's using the fake banknote. And plus, like, they must have had like, if you're going to say something's a fake banknote, it it can't just be a feeling. You've got to have like some sort of test or something to prove it's a fake banknote because I haven't even had proof that this was a fake banknote or not, mm -hmm. which it's isn't even the point. Fake. Like it's escalated beyond that. But like if this is the origin of like someone dying, like I want a bit more weight to it than just yeah, some I mean, random banknote. He was, he was just, you know, an unarmed man at the end of the day. Yeah. Like the fact that they used such heavy force and that you know, we continue to see such police brutality is, you know, on, on unarmed people during these protests as well. It's just... Yeah. Well, I mean, there was that woman, I, I need to find out her name. There was a woman who was murdered in her bed um, mm -hmm. during EMT. a... Yeah. Yep. Uh, during yep. a no-knock raid. So the the police just burst down her door ran into her house. She was fucking sleeping. Mm -hmm. I, I, I don't know how aggressive your sleeping needs to be to be st deemed a threat, but like it's, I mean, not, not aggressive, but you know, I think what I'd like to talk about in this episode is why has there not been, why have there not been so many riots There, there's been very few riots to do with, um, the black lives matter movement. Um, yeah. and I, I've got a question of like, like when, when, pe when people ask, oh, there's so many, like, uh, the ones that I can think of the top of my head are 1968 when, um, Martin Luther King was assassinated, mm -hmm. fucking yep. assassinated. Um, the LA riots when Rodney King was beaten the shit out of for supposedly yeah. drunk driving and then the police officers weren't charged and now this one those are the only three that i can think of off the top of my head mm -hmm. yeah um to answer your question <coughs> sam mm -hmm. from from about the uh the emt worker who was shot she was shot at 22 times and they hit her and eight times out of that killing her instantly briona taylor she was 26 and as a side note when the plain clothed police officers break into this house her boyfriend defended the house like they there was a, there was i don't know who shot first but the boyfriend uh, tries to defend the home by shooting at the intruder because they did not identify themselves they were not wearing uniforms and after this tragedy happens mm -hmm. he is being charged with attempted murder so I think what you're saying there is that this guy, in the wording of the NRA, was a good guy with a gun. Yeah, 
Yeah, most definitely. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. Without question. So, Without so he, he's at home. He has a gun. He's yep. a good guy. He hears yep. someone breaking into his house, which yep. I'm pretty sure if we go on to, like, if we find, like, quotes from the NRA, this is part of the reason why they say you should have guns in the home to defend yeah, your property. It's 100% it's contradictory that America have, you know, they're allowed to have guns, they're allowed to have them in their home, this, that, and the other. And then, yeah, they, they champion the facts that uh, everyone should have a gun, especially when, uh, like you were saying, Cass, like a good guy with a gun, when when they all wanted teachers to have guns in case there was a sh like a mass shooting in a school or something. Yes. And then And then if you defend yourself with said gun, you're charged for attempted murder. Yeah. Yep. That's that's pretty much what it sounds like to me. Maybe I just don't understand there, you know, as a country that has no guns. I'm sure an American would explain, you know, having that having guns is good, especially big, massive machine guns. The thing is that I wanna that I just wanna raise here of like people saying, oh, you need guns because of the bad guys with guns. Like, how can you defend yourself against bad guys with guns if you don't have guns? We have guns in England, like not legally, mm -hmm. but like, Craig, if you or I want a gun, like if we really seriously want a gun in the UK, mm -hmm. we could get one. Mm -hmm. Like we could get, a, like, it might not be a good gun. It might be that we have to pay a hell of a lot of money like there is a whole in in London alone, there is a whole like black market industry of taking replica guns and making them usable to mm -hmm. work to actually fire bullets. Mm -hmm. And like there's a whole black market like weapons um, like market in in London and like the UK. And it and but then as well, if you want to have like an actual gun that you could that you could go out with and like an AR-15 or some some piece of shit gun like that you could go out and you could you could get one and there there is the nra of the uk uh, mm. which is which is mainly about like um sports shooting so yeah. you've got hunters um so if you're a farmer you're allowed to own a gun you're you can get guns in like different ways like i'm sure that there must be a way that if you really really wanted to you might be able to cheat the system you can get a gun so like people can like it's violent crime doesn't stop just because just because we stop guns but the extent of that violent crime yeah does it severely limits it like if um what's like the bullet count on ar-15 like a hundred rounds a minute or something like that mm -hmm. no one if i have a machete and i want to go mental in the middle of london i'm not firing a hundred machetes a minute at people walking down the street <laughs> I, I i need to put some effort into this i need to run up to someone i need to catch that motherfucker i need to hit him it maybe it takes like a se several strokes like then i gotta go to the next one i'm tired like ar-15 just and that could be a crowd in the the comparison as well what what was it it was like only a month apart was there the I want a haircut protest and uh, George George Floyd's death. Mm -hmm. uh, the irony there of like the the people who were out 
they're, they're the ones that should have been arrested, like the haircut people, the ones who were blocking the street when uh, hospital staff were trying to get into hospitals to save people's lives. Mm-hmm. The ones that were those going... People, those people should have been shot. Like, if you're stopping essential workers, believe what you want to believe, but stay on the sidewalk. Don't, don't block people going to work. Yeah, like, they, people die. Like, I, I'd love to get, like, some figures for how many people died in hospitals as a result of that because staff couldn't get to hospitals. Not even, like, the infection rate going up because of their stupid uh, self-involved protests, but just, like, people not being able to get to work, not being able to care for people. It's, like, the amount of people who died because of that. And then those self-same people, they were... They were threatening elected officials. They were threatening the governors. They were threatening to shoot uh, to shoot people. And they were, and they were talking about a civil war over haircuts. Mm-hmm. Yep. Like, but but yeah. where was where was the police brutality there? Like well, there were there were you know people there were police officers and stuff like that, and they were had people with machine guns and you know long hair shouting in their faces there was no attempt at you know attacking those people but you have old people young people like small children being maced uh pregnant women being shot at with tear gas during these protests and a lot of these people aren't so you know, aren't even in the protest to begin with they're just part they're just driving nearby mm-hmm. yet they're being attacked whereas people with fucking guns strapped to their chests nothing happens to these people if anything their president says they're doing a good job well craig it's because they're white exactly exactly cash you have a perturbed look on your face i saw this online and i just wanted to get like some actual facts around it it looks like in the u.s it takes you longer to become a barber so to become a hairdresser than it does to become a police officer that sounds about right. So, you sh- so um, duration of training in the police academy varies from different agencies. It usually takes between thirteen to nineteen weeks to become a so copper. Thirteen to nineteen weeks to become, um, but can last up to six months. Usually about six months to become a police officer. On the Avenue Five Institute of How to Become a Barber in Texas. Um, takes a, would take you a little over seven months so it takes you slightly longer to cut people's hair however in in america you can read someone them you can do their miranda rights you can um fire a gun you can have mace you can have like all these other things mm-hmm. you can you can basically be on the street as a one-man army in less than six months yeah I think but, Judge Dredd is a more of a where you're just judge, jury, and executioner. That that that's what we're coming into right now. Yeah, totally. As well, like there was something that all this reminded me of, like this police brutality that's going on. Of um, I don't know if you guys remember this, but this like went viral on the internet back in 2015. Yeah. Um, two Swedish police officers uh, make an arrest on the New York subway. So 
Scandi's representing, and it basically the comments back were just like how how this showed up the police in in America of like I think it was a guy who was acting drunk and disorderly on on the subway, and yeah. these two guys were in in New York because they I think they were doing like a seminar or they were doing like some sort of training with New York police of like these are techniques that we use in Sweden and like uh, because obviously everyone in New York, all the New York police have got guns and stuff like that. So like, how do you, um, they, they made like the, I think when they were doing like their seminar, they were talking about, Oh, this is the way that we would arrest someone. We'd talk to them calmly. We'd approach them this way. Like we yeah. wouldn't just grab them, throw them down. Like that's just aggravating the situation. It's not helping anyone. Yeah. And then, and like New York police were like, Oh, well, I don't think this will work here. Maybe in, uh, little Sweden maybe but not here and they they arrested some they arrested this drunk um this drunk guy who was being aggressive on the New York subway just by talking to him just by calmly saying this is what we're doing this yeah. is what this is what you're being charged with um mm -hmm. do you understand this is what we're going to do next we're not not just grabbing him and like go there, sit there, being authoritative, just working with him, being like, okay, things have gone a bit far, but we're going to take it this way. Mm -hmm. No, I mean, that's, that's, totally, that's totally correct. I mean, we, in a country the size of the United States, even if we see 10 arrests with, with or without context, but we will see 10 arrests a day that go bad if, and I'm saying if, just give us 10. Mm. I'm fairly sure that they we would still have a few others that did not go badly where people are because it's I mean of course we should focus on the bad apples but there I just don't believe that this is the normal way that every arrest goes down not every single one even even if we said 90% I mean these guys as you said they take how many weeks was it was it six was it five months around six months, six months. Yeah, to be a yeah. police officer i mean they've you you surely you have training in other methods of arresting someone than just going in and attacking them yeah like it, it must be that they do training beyond that as well but like looking looking through videos and things whenever you see like someone whenever it goes badly yeah. There seems to be a um, a common denominator, and that's a nervous police officer. Yeah, yeah. Like uh, there was, there was a video that came out where this guy, like this fucking guy, is being mauled by a dog. Yes, um, the one who wasn't resisting arrest. Yeah, he was just he like he was just standing there, and then as soon as like, I think the dog gets released or something, he just drops to the floor so that he is he's clearly not attacking anyone he's handcuffed as well but then the dog grabs him on on the leg and there's three police officers uh, around him like one of them is trying to get the dog off he doesn't look like he's doing a good enough job as far as i'm concerned but no but then there's no. another one with a taser gun yep who's just pointing it at the woman who's um who's filming and like he's just throwing this gun around everywhere and he looks so fucking nervous. That's the yeah. guy who's going to kill someone. Yes. Like, yes. That, that's the per And, like, we haven't even got on to, like, 
what happened with um, Martin uh, Gugino. Yep. If that's how we pronounce his name, who's the 75 year old who was pushed in New York? Uh, the, the Buffalo incident. Yeah. So that's the name. Yeah. That's, his, uh, that's this man's name, uh, Martin. Um, I'm pronouncing this well, Gugino. Um, so G U G I N O. Mm. And I, by now, I think a lot of us have probably seen this video as well of like, he is, he's clearly an old, frail man. Like, well, I won't yes. say frail, like that's a, like, but he's clearly an older man. He is not a threat to say all these police officers in riot gear with batons. I think yeah. he's just holding his wallet or a phone. Wasn't it a hat? Or... Maybe a hat, yeah. And he just walks up and they, they shove him. He loses his balance. He hits the floor and he's bleeding out of his ear. Yeah. Seeing that, over the camera with the with the little first aid knowledge i have i know what i should be doing to help him there yeah i know what i should be doing to to help that guy instantly and all these police officers they're just walking past and they're saying yeah. like oh let's get a medic like why do they not have a basic first aid why they, do... they probably do but they're like because there was a guy who like i don't know if you like if you see in the clip there's a guy who goes to like he kneels down next to him and then there's a the guy who does the call grabs him and then like tries moving like the police officer on so it's like Wait. someone it looks like someone did genuinely go to help him and then the copper that maybe shoved him I, i'm not sure with the context then just calls in for 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 help well but then you know you just still have looks like dozens and dozens if not even hundreds of police officers just continue to walk by and um the guy who actually made the call uh, and i think he might have even been the one who shoved him um someone I, i've seen it that they those same police officers the day before were taking a knee was it the same police officers it's the same police officers like they, those two is... exact police officers yeah yeah because uh twitter you don't mess with twitter police and reddit police because they will find you because <laughs> people found like this guy is like the name because like he's like name badges on the show so yeah so people were able to find his name badge in his face and stuff so yeah people uh people tracked him down to uh, a picture from the day before where he's taking mm. a knee do you know what's worse with that as well like um if you are going to do anything right now everyone's inside these keyboard warriors they ain't going to the park they're not going outside <laughs> You you don't mess up on camera right now because people yeah. will find you and they have the time. They have the, the pandemic time. has given them the time to do this. I mean, I've I've seen a, numerous cases where the, the police haven't been able to find someone. Someone's posted it to Reddit, and within like an hour, Reddit have tracked this person down. You you guys need to watch uh, the documentary. Don't fuck with cats. Like if you yeah, watch that, yeah. you will get sad but you will see the power of a Facebook forum in full force. Uh, I mean, we, we know the power I mean, for, of like, for... the internet and like, again, it has its goods and it's uh, the good sides and it's bad sides. But I mean, Reddit is also like, they're, they're able to do the good, but then it's also Reddit where they can do the bad. They, they basically profit off of white supremacy and they've been criticized for it. 
like the, yeah. the CEO recently was like the uh, sorry the ex CEO of Reddit recently stated that she felt that Reddit currently were profiteering off of white supremacy by having these forums that allowed yeah. them to spread their uh, racist messages and stuff like that. Definitely. I think that brings us on to Boogaloo. Yeah, I was waiting to get to Boogaloo, boys. I don't know much about this, uh, but but uh, I'll leave it to I, you. I don't, like... Ulfa, have you heard of the Boogaloo, boys? I have not. Okay, so... I, I haven't done enough research for us to actually go into this properly, but like when we get round to the Civil War II episode, I, I'm going to try and get a lot, do a lot more research into this and like, do a bit more reading up on it. But mm. the Bigaloo Boys, they come out of internet forums and their, their full name is Electric yeah. Boogaloo Civil War II. Yeah. I mean, it's a fucking stupid name, but essentially... It shouldn't make me laugh, but it does, because it's so it, stupid. It's a fucking stupid name, and like, that's the thing. I, I don't... Like, with all of these things, I don't know whether it's it started off ironically, so, like, someone just posting... Like, you know how, like, the Ramones, when they started off, they, uh, they'd occasionally have, like, SWAT stickers and stuff like that on stage, and it was more to, like, crit... Like, they weren't Nazis... They just wanted to create uh, insight, like oh, shock, shock factor. So I don't know mm-hmm. whether the, this started off with a bunch of edge lords, but it's developed into this thing. And like people have had patches made up. You see them at the riots, like be like doing thuggish behaviour, like inciting violence uh, mm-hmm. during during riots. Um, and the their message boards are all just basically it's it's just 4chan and like 8chan and all all that crap of like this incredibly racist stuff and they're basically looking they're they're one of these groups that are looking for a race war yeah at this point in america i feel like the black panthers may may have actually been been right with the way that the Black Panthers, they wanted to set up black states. So it's mm-hmm. like, yeah. we can't share this country. You got your white states. We got our black states. No mixing. Like, we're here. You're there. And we yeah. will we'll defend our borders. Like, yeah. But the way that America is at the moment, like, I can see why they went for that approach rather than the I have a dream, we'll find a way approach. Because... I mean, obviously Martin Luther King was assassinated, and it's like, don't don't go around like, don't go around uh, preaching peace because that's definitely how you get shot. Mm-hmm. Well, the thing is, um, also in American history, there's a precedence for mm. for the uh, for them segregating like that. So mm. how they pushed all the like the Irish communities into certain parts. And the Italian communities into certain parts, and the Jewish communities into certain parts of New York, for example, in Boston. Mm-hmm. The Mormons were given a desert, which the U.S. government assumed they would die reaching, and therefore just nullifying the problem. They never expected them to reach that desert, let alone survive in that environment, let alone thrive and making it into something that it is today. They never expected any of that. So mm-hmm. with all of these, with all of these um, 
presidences of of um, of, of, of U.S. history, I can I can well understand that the Black Panthers just wanted to divvy up and say just nah, leave this to us. That, that yeah, to me that makes that makes perfect sense. Yeah, so I just want to say quickly about these these Bigaloo boys. Uh, oh yeah, okay. Yeah, just uh, I saw. Um, so obviously, like these these are sell up through Facebook groups mm. and Twitter and all of these social media. And then I saw uh, just last night, really early in the morning, that Facebook have stated that they're going to start clamping down on this stuff. But that's always Facebook's statement. Yeah, like, like, well done, Facebook, Zuckerberg. Yeah, it's just like all of these all of these social networks are always so reactionary. They never really get in front of something. They're never like, oh, we don't want to promote hate, hate speech and these alt-right groups or uh, I mean, whatever it's... on our on our social network they allow them to flourish and grow to the point yeah. that they probably like okay well we know you know in a week's time or something uh facebook are going to come track us down but then we can at that point it's too late because they've probably already made inroads to set up a new page or set up a, a website or anything yeah, like that. Yeah, exactly. So, and, and it's, but, all, it's always lip service from these social yeah. media groups. It's just like, like what I was saying day, about 8chan there. Like yeah, for, exactly. For, 4chan, um, like there was the shoot, there was the um, white supremacist shootings that happened in, in the US and 4chan, and then 4chan came under the huge scrutiny and they were like, okay, maybe just maybe we'll start censoring stuff and yeah. then straight away um 8chan was set up and so that all the all the hard right racists from 4chan could filter into there yeah and then 8chan got knocked down because well you're just a, a terrorist hub yeah that's all you are like you're if you if you were a physical location you'd be that cantina in the first Star Wars film where all the bounty hunters hang out. Like, <laughs> yeah, this is the same thing with like, Facebook each time. It's like, oh, blah, blah. Like, when, um, when they were criticized about Trump's, um, Trump's tweets and things like, uh, not Trump's tweets, but Facebook, um, they, they were like, oh, we don't want to censor the platform. This should be a space for free ideas and blah, blah, blah. And then Twitter yeah. out of nowhere is just like, yep, no adverts, all all political advertising gone. Yeah, Twitter didn't really make that much money on political advertising, so they weren't. It it wasn't a bit. It it's not the big grandiose gesture that we might want it to be. But at least this week they have been. They have started fact checking um, Trump, and they've been fact checking other sources as well, which. I mean, especially like, even before this, like we had the uh, attacks on uh, 5G masks and things like that. It's yeah, it's getting ridiculous. Like the amount of misinformation out there is yeah, is dangerous. But, it's but, so dangerous. Yeah, and it's it's well, it is basically on these social media platforms to do do better at you know, well, let's go ironic word to use, but police. Uh, you know their platform because there is so much misinformation out there and yeah like you said like twitter recently and like we've people have been saying this for years about trump's tweets like how mm. he says all of this bullshit 
And it's only now, in 2020, during these riots and protests, that they've finally started going, hang on a second, what he's yeah. saying here might not actually be true. But, and there was, there was but a be- guy who made a Twitter account and tweeted the same, uh, apparently some of the stuff that Trump's been saying, and he, he was banned after three days. They shut yeah. him down after three days. That's crazy. That's actually yeah, yeah, yeah. That's crazy. It's like, like that people can say this stuff and get banned for it, and he says it, and he's fine because he's in the president and he's in a position of power. Um, yeah. But there is also, there's a great Reddit uh and a great reddit sub forum called trump versus trump um <laughs> where it's um trump criticizing it's pretty much just criticizing obama and then doing oh, yeah. the, tweeting out the exact same thing so it's a tweet that he criticizes someone for and then he does the exact same thing it's like mm-hmm. there's literally a tweet for everything which i just find hilarious and speaking of twitter and uh we'll get on to this because it's on our list of things that i added to chat about uh-huh. but if you search racist on twitter donald trump is the first thing that comes up <laughs> so if you search uh. racist and then you go over to the people tab yep it's still there <laughs> if you go yeah type in racist on twitter go over to the people tab donald trump is the first option that comes up so the reason behind that is i read into it is because his name uh, basically, the way their algorithm works is that if if a lot of people say Donald Trump is racist because mm. his name is attached to the word racist, it comes it surfaces to the top. Yeah, but I'm kind of glad that Twitter at this point has like been like ah fuck it, like they're not if they they haven't fixed it and it's been well over 24 hours and they know about it. I just screenshotted this just to make me happy later in life. <laughs> mm. Yeah, um, but coming back to, uh, we were talking about some of the responses. So the mayor of, uh, of Washington City, Mayor Muriel Bra- uh, Bowser, I think I'm saying that correctly, B-O-W-S-E-R, Bowser. Bowser, yeah. Yep. Like the bad guy from Mario. Now, see, that, that's, that's also where I was going guy. with this, but keep that in mind. The bad guy from Mario is the mayor of Washington City and... Uh, DC Mayor Muriel Brown has had the Black Lives Matter painted in big yellow letters on the street that leads to the White House, mm-hmm. where mm-hmm. protesters have been demonstrating following George Floyd's death. Mm-hmm. But as well, I believe that was the day after Trump had the Federal Guard called to disband the protesters so that he could do a photo op. Yeah. Okay. Like, yeah. I said last week uh, we have a, that the U.S. has a president that represents all seven of the deadly sins, and he just proves it more and more each each day. Each day, like I, I don't even get what the uh, the whole point of it was. Like he goes to this church to have this really awkward press thing. Like why why the church? Oh, you can't you can't get away from his inflated ego. Um, I wasn't going to talk about it, but I feel like mentioning it that he said about how. Um... So recently, like obviously with with the you know coronavirus, there have been record number of uh, unemployment in America, like uh, mm. since like the Great Depression, it's like forty plus million. So uh, 
think it was yesterday or the day before, he came out and said, you know, that the numbers for May actually went up. Like there's, you know, people were starting to go back to work. And he basically took, he just basically made that all about himself, as always. And then he said, today is like a great day for George, George Floyd or something to that degree. Like this man's ego is just incomprehensible. Everything it's, is about his, him. His brags are so weird. Like his brags, because like, he was bragging it, the about economy, the, the economy, like it went up two and a half percent, and because people started going back to work. Why is that yeah. his achievement? Yeah, why it's would fucking, why would it's George? Just... I'm I imagine George Floyd would rather be alive than looking down. You know. <laughs> Uh, that's what yeah. he said. Like he said, like oh, if he was looking down, he would be like he would be happy. It's just like no, he's just like he would. I'm pretty sure rather be alive and with his like daughter and family and yeah. Even though all of this has gone on over the past week, I'm I worry and I'm still I still stick with my original uh, prediction that Trump's going to win. Uh, it would be incredibly depressing. And I mean, I think right now. I don't. I don't think. I don't think uh, Biden is the person that America needs. Um, no, like I, I said this. Like, I, I have. I had to like do some serious digging to find anything that Biden has said over this mm. tragedy. Mm -hmm. And I, and it's all kind of lip service. It's like Bidenisms of like, oh yeah, terrible. Oh yeah, this. We should. We should change this. But it's like. Shoot them in no, the leg. No, not Biden. The heart. Say something. Say something, Biden. Say something. Go on. Go on. Just develop what? integrity. Develop integrity. He he, he did say Bernie has all of it. He did say we should shoot people in the leg, not in the. Is that what he said? Yeah. Is that his actual words? Like uh, because yeah, people can't on. bleed out from the leg. That's a, that's a scientific fact the right there. Leg. Yeah. Shoot them in the leg, not the heart. Uh, is is what he said. Yeah, this but is, is, he, is he referring to, Rob, is he referring to suggests, bullets or actually bullets? Biden suggests police shoot uh, assailants in the leg instead of the heart. So it was about the. I believe it was in response to the rubber bullets. But I've also seen photographs of what those rubber bullets can do, and there's a picture of someone's leg, and it is just bleeding insufferably. Yeah, yeah. I, it's it's like, still. Do you know what? Maybe, maybe don't use military tactics on your civilians how about that maybe don't oh. militarize your police oh, but they yep. can say we've yep. been saying that for a long long time long before this like if you, uh, there was like rights uh, no not right sorry protests uh a little while ago in seattle i can't remember what it was mm. about um off the top of my head but i do remember because because like there are people i follow on instagram and twitter that live in seattle and they just said it's not even like there's police walking out in the streets. It's like full on, mm. like the army. Like they wear helmets, like strong helmets. They have the shields. Uh, they have, and this is like this is just constant now. This is just they don't have yeah. a police police force. When no, you, it... it's just like there's there's a song from the nineties by Five Iron Frenzy, but they, uh, it's pretty an apt song where the lyrics are, you know. If basically, if you want to instill a riot, bring bring your riot gear. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. nothing makes me uh, like I get this in central London as well. When they started bringing out the police, the armed police officers with the um, with the rifles. So this all started after 
the 77 bombings i don't feel safe mm -hmm. nothing makes me do you know what makes me feel safe a quiet street people playing what makes me feel unsafe is five police officers walking walking around with semi-automatics yeah yeah nothing yeah. makes me feel more terrified than seeing that like i yeah. saw a woman a female police officer with a gun bigger than her torso walking yep. around i don't like i'm not saying that she can't use that weapon i i'm not saying that that at all however when someone's walking around with a gun bigger than themselves that is terrifying yeah why does that gun need to be so big why does that gun need to be on display yeah yeah and why are they walking around on any given day like coming yeah. home like rushing to london bridge on a friday you know getting ready for the weekend and you'll have these clutches and this this yeah. is this is before the london bridge attack this is before mm. like the these 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 things and you still have these park this security pockets mm -hmm. placed around the city and then you've got the big like the van things with the guys and the helmets and everything yeah. but then you'll have like the half and halves like the they've they've still got their you know the normal hats on they're still mm -hmm. wearing that normal uniform but they've got yeah. their tactical vest and yeah. they've got their assault rifles on the front and they're just moseying along like yes not here mm. citizen everything is calm and quiet why do i need you here yeah exactly but like, like this, that, this that, goes this yep. goes to the point that i i was making earlier about it's nervous police officers that cause these shootings. It's no nervous police officers that cause these incidents. Let's not increase the hardware. Let's improve the training. Oh yeah, yeah absolutely. Let's, let's get those... police officers that can actually deal with circumstances. Like there's that video of that uh, police chief that came out and was saying, we're marching with you. We don't have our batons. Please, we're gonna keep this civil. We're gonna keep this. Um, we, we wanna work for, we wanna work together to improve yeah. this system. That's yep. what we need. Like the yes. fact that that is seen as some like community p policing is seen as something weird, and it's like, oh look, like a unicorn just emerged. <laughs> um, yep. we, we have we have the police officer that wants to protect me and say, oh, we're going to work together. When a crime's committed, we will treat you like a criminal. Up until that point, you are a perfectly reasonable citizen, and we will look after you. Why is that? Why is that so weird? Why why is that not just every day? Yeah. Well, I was going to say well, uh, I saw a uh, I saw a report recently on the news about this uh, nurse named Naomi Bennett. Um, mm -hmm. She's a she's a black nurse, and the report was that she was driving to work. This was this was a little while ago, uh, and then she was pulled over by these. There was like about four or five police that pulled her over, and she's by herself. And so she was trying to explain, she said, we just need to, you know, we, we pulled you over for this reason. We'd just like to talk to you about whatever. And she said, I'm a single, I'm a single uh, black woman by myself. There's a lot of you. Um, and I just don't feel comfortable because I don't know who you are. I just feel intimidated because there's so many of you. I've seen how uh, police, you know, brutally attack people. She grabs her phone. She's just like, I just want to show you like why I'm feeling this way. And they just, they just carry on going, you need to get out of the car. You need to get out of the car. So, but I don't, and she's just trying to explain, 
I don't feel comfortable getting out my car because there's so many of you. And yeah. I've seen what police officers do to to black people and as she grabs her phone trying to show these videos of all these yeah. police brutality attacks that they do. Um so they end up, you know, opening her car, forcing her out of the car, and she ends up losing her job. Uh the courts find that it's absolutely what they what they were doing was correct. And then she says she now suffers anytime she sees a police officer, same with like similar to what Cass was saying really, about how she feels nervous around police after this yeah, recent. Fully understandably. Recent, um but then you know, you read the comments and then we're like, Oh well, she shouldn't have been doing whatever. It's just like she explains why she feels uncomfortable. It's just like anyone would feel uncomfortable. If you're by yourself and you're you've got you know, good. especially as a black person, like you know, you you keep seeing this stuff over and over again of of like how police, white police, uh, treat treat black people, and but not not exclusively as all the members of the George Floyd arrest team have been uh, arrested and charged, even mm -hmm. the 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 Asian and the other the yeah. other officer of color. So, yeah, but would would anything have come of that if you know it wasn't recording and if it wasn't for these protests? Like, absolutely not. The no. Protesters got arrested and charged quicker than the people who committed this murder. Yes, because yeah. they they can't all stand and read because it wasn't just that one guy. You're sure that one guy had like his his uh, knee on his neck, but the way that those there's there's one there's the the Asian police officer who's standing there telling people to stand back but there are two other officers who are also holding him down yes they're all to blame they're all to blame for it yeah yeah no absolutely absolutely and segueing back onto the quote-unquote results that have happened coming off of that like you asked mm. would these people would these have been charged if not for the protest another thing that um i think is a very positive is that the san diego police force does away with carotid restraints or carotid C O C A R O T I D restraint. Mm. Basically it's a chokehold. Yeah. Yeah. These methods of restraining a person by the neck or reducing blood or air supply, mm. that's the use of deadly force. Yeah, definitely. Yes. So um... San Diego has done away with that, which I think is a positive. No, definitely. It is. I mean, but it goes back as well to what Craig was saying about social media. Why is it yeah. happening now? Like, what, yeah. why Why do we need to come to a head? Why can yeah. it? I mean, the police of police force should be reviewing their policies, their, reviewing their policies and procedures as like, I, I, I work in a, in a, in a university we review things on a on a monthly matter like on a termly basis of like um is this the right way to teach people is this are we have we got the right policies and procedures in place for this stuff if your job is to arrest people if you're going around with firearms you should you should have you should have a whole department that is just basically looking at this of like is yeah. this the correct way to do something and it's prevent this is what I was coming back to. Like it's prevention, not reaction. Yeah. You should 
you should prevent crimes from happening. You should prevent these incidents from happening. Not, oh, shit. Well, that happened. Yeah, yeah exactly. Um, so you, it, you see it all the time. It's like, uh, again, yeah, it goes back to that reactionary thing where... Yeah. Yeah, not just, again, not just social media, but we, you see it in the news where someone dies of something, like whatever, uh, and then it's just like, oh, well, we've got to fix that. It's just like, but you didn't think, you didn't think mm. before? It's like, oh, we had a rickety yeah. shelf, and instead of, like, fixing that rickety shelf, you waited until it ended up hurting someone before yeah, exactly. you thought, like, oh, let's fix it. It's just like, no. Yeah. You see I mean, that it's a rickety shelf. Fix it yeah. before. As what well, I'm saying is the about... police are a rickety shelf. They are rickety shell, definitely. And I mean, uh, talking about uh, reactionary methods, um, and I mean, we've already sw spoken about um, what the racist in chief has done. Um, should we, I think it's probably time to talk about like things that we can do and like thing and like what, what was the social media response to this? And maybe review, was that helpful because there's two sides to this. So obviously there was like the black squares that lots of people did. Uh, this came yeah. out of, um, I believe it was the music industry. So like there were some producers in, yeah, um, in the US that wanted to start this up. And the idea was that they were going to do a complete media blackout. Uh, they weren't going to post anything, but they were going to, and that would mean that the uh, voices from the community would be amplified because it wasn't going to be caught up in the noise of other things that were going on and they were going to reshare some of this stuff. Um, but then it kind of took on a life of its own. And I, I don't know, I want to get like your guys' opinions on this because in one, in one sense, I see it as really nice that there was this solidarity of so many people posting black squares, but I also see that as quite damaging in another way. So, I'm with you in the first part um, where I do think it was like a good step to sh to, uh, to show your solidarity, especially as mm. so many people did it. But without a follow up action, it's just a black square for the sake of a black square. Yeah. Like it's yeah. a good first step to show that, hey, I'm with you. Like I, mm -hmm. I, I believe in this uh, Black Lives Matter movement, um, but without any follow-up it's just hollow so i think yeah. that's where we can like say like oh here's what you can do and i think this is where you're leading into Cass. yeah where we can give people resources so like okay i shared my black square i want to do more what can i do now and i think that's an Im important for people to do it's just like you showed your solidarity which is really great but it needs to be more than that then because because it needs to be a discussion. It needs to be, uh, you know, putting, you know, money into it potentially. And if you don't have money, there are other options that you can have. Uh, there's a YouTuber uh, who asked uh, their fan base, please watch these ads because any of this ad money, if you can't donate, I will be taking the uh, revenue I earn from this, these ads. Um, and I'll be and I'll be donating them towards like a, a funds for Black Lives Matter. I don't have the name of it off of my head, but we can stick that in the show yeah, notes. Yeah, we can stick that in the show notes afterwards. So, so anyone that's listening, please check the show notes afterwards because we're going to have a lot mm -hmm. of information anyway going into those show notes. Yeah, um, definitely. And we're also like uh, Sam is building up a website. 
where you can go to and at some point we'll have all of our notes for the episodes and our research mm. we put into it so you can go there at some point it's not available it's not ready right now but at some point in the future that will be available and you can go to those particular episodes if you're interested in the research we do yeah uh, and and yeah we'll have all links in the show notes for the time being to what we have here so do you have anything there Cass on your ends I've got a couple things if you want me to just start it off uh, I've just grabbed two books off my shelf that I think like that there's like there's there's multiple things that we can do especially like um like so you you me and Alpha, we're not in America we can't protest on our protests on the streets will go so far um like we can be in solidarity on the street but then as well like there's more it's not it's like you're saying it's not just that one day of i did the thing it's change it's change your life change like things that you do that promote that promote like this better way of life so sign petitions if you can give to charities that can help out with this cause definitely do it as well there but as well i two books that i want to uh, make mention of are and so these mainly focus on Britain, but they do have ramifications elsewhere as well. So Natives, Race and Class in the Ruins of Empire, uh, which is by Akala. Um, he, so th this book, I haven't got round to reading it yet, but it's just about growing up non-white in the UK and what that means and uh, just a uh, different different problems that that causes and say like where the history of that and the other book which I cannot recommend enough I think this is fantastic if anyone if like I thought I was pretty woke already I thought that I was <laughs> um that I was on board with a lot of stuff but it you you're never like at a point where you can stop learning and never at a point and like the, so this book's called The Good Immigrant and it's a series of different essays and like what's what's great about this book is that it the people writing these essays in this book they're not all academics they're not all uh, comedians or writers like some of these people are actors some of these people are just like general people like you got nish kumar who does like a really good one in here and like um a few other people who who they write for a living but you've got people who don't write for a living so you're actually getting this really raw sense of who they are and this is what i go through on a day-to-day -day life and it's just different different experiences of otherness in the uk and different yeah. things that they've had to deal with. so some people go through like these little essays which is this is what i've had to do for my whole life some people just pick these very one uh, these individual instances of like this just personifies what I have to deal with every day and so it's not just about like sign the petition do these things feel good about yourself it's about test yourself and make sure and say like make you better as well like just because you sign a petition um, or say like do hashtag black lives matter are you are you the kind of person who won't sit next to someone on the subway or on in in the park because of the color of their skin or something you might mm -hmm. not even think that you do that but it might be that you have like these little microaggressions so you have something that you do that's really subtle the and it's just about acknowledging that in yourself or like something that is inherent so like in the uk like a lot of a lot of this stuff is tall without us even realizing it and so like 
Oprah and I were talking about uh, the propaganda that is used in the South in Southern America, like you might not realize what prejudices you have because it's so inherent to you, it's so inherent to society, and it's about questioning that. So if you want to change society, you need to start with you and start to unravel and understand what's going on there. So like um I think in the com in like the show notes, uh, there's gonna be a bunch of um charities that and petitions that we'll share, but as well just like some reading and I think it'd be great if we like highlight some some YouTubers and some uh, other podcasts that talk about this stuff because we're not going to be able to do anywhere near justice to this. So I think like we should just be signposting some of those people and helping them and uh, promoting their pages and their message. Yeah. Do you have any um, uh, book recommendations, Alpha, or anything to to? I mean, to, uh, add on to cast? Not, not really, and because I'm. <clears throat> I'm still learning. Like most of my research, mm -hmm. I'm doing online, mm. and th th this, I'm, I'm gonna sound like a horribly broken record right <laughs> now. But, but coming out of Iceland, we have very limited experience mm. with dealing with people of other. At least you know, I'm I'm born 1980, um, so I'm old as dirt. But I mean, growing up, <laughs> growing up in the 80s and 90s in Iceland, there were very very few people of color in Iceland in general. Mm -hmm. So I'm learning. So I'm challenging myself and my views and what I was taught and my understanding of things. So I'm just, you know, and like I was at rally yesterday in, here in the center, center of Oslo, um, saw two police officers. I thought, thought that was, you know, pretty, pretty cool. Mm -hmm. No riot gear, no riot gear anywhere. People were just allowed to demo and, you know, nothing got broken, nothing was vandalized. But people were, you know, there screaming, shouting, uh, chanting, um, taking knees, clapping. It was it was a good mm -hmm. solidarity. I, you know, there was a lot of um, there was a lot of people there, a whole bunch of people. So mm -hmm. it was um, all in all. I think. Um, yeah, I just I'm 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 still learning and I'm trying to be a better person. I'm trying to be an ally. And um yeah, I'm just I'm following like these threads and 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 looking at materials and trying to understand what my shortcomings are to be a better person. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's good. I think like that's the first step as well and I think that's that in a lot of ways is the hardest step that people have to take of like understanding that something that something that we do as individuals can be harmful and it's without us even realizing it because i think that that's i think that's the stumbling block a lot of people come up against that they hear oh you're doing you're doing this thing wrong and what they're hearing there is oh no i'm being attacked first like who i am and it's like no we're not no one's saying that you're intentionally being hurtful but at the point in which you learn that something is hurtful, your refusal to change that behavior is then intentionally hurtful. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So it's about, it's about, and like there's multiple reasons why you might not be aware of that certain, that thing. Like there's, cause as well, culturally it's different depending on which country you're in. So <clears throat> you can, in America, I think, 
it is, I believe it is acceptable to say a person of color, but that is not an appropriate term in the United Kingdom. So like, oh, okay. yeah. Um, so it's like culturally these things will change and that's because we are all different people. And it's, it's just about having that, that conversation and talking to people about, about this kind of stuff. And yeah. I think as well, when you do see someone on Facebook or anywhere and they, they are doing something that isn't appropriate to actually have that conversation and just say, Oh, by the way, not in like a way of which we're pointing fingers, but just saying, by the way, this is, this is the connotation of that. And this is what yeah. that means. Yeah. But to, to sort of, you know, add like a little thing, cause like as, as Cass mm. um, recommended the good immigrant, uh, a book I would say as well, if you're going to read that um, and, and learn something, and as Alpha, you were saying, uh, you know, you, you're still learning and you want to learn. And obviously, mm -hmm. hopefully there are a lot of people that are in a similar situation where they want to learn. A book I would recommend is Why I'm No Longer Talking to White People About Race. Yeah, yeah. So that's that's like a good companion piece to The Good mm -hmm. Immigrant, I would say. It's by, uh, oh God, I had the name in front of me now. Uh, Rennie Edo Lodge. Uh, so that would be another one. Again, it's one of those titles that I think people could probably look at and be like, oh, that comes across as being quite flippant, or maybe even some people would look at me like, oh, why are you no longer talking to white people about race? That's racist in itself. Mm -hmm. But then, you know, it covers you know, the perception of race in the UK, mm -hmm. uh, the history of, of blacks in the UK, uh, and institutionalized racism as well. Mm. Um, and I, that's the only book recommendation I would have, uh, okay. just to go back to that, those black squares we were talking about, uh, that were posted on Instagram. So over 20 million people posted those, but at wow. the time it might even be more now, uh, fewer people, like less than half of those people had signed the justice for George Floyd's, um, mm. petition. So there's something, if you did post a black square uh, and you, again, you want to show that this is something you believe in and you're behind, uh, please just go to change.org and search for the Justice for George Floyd petition. Uh, it's currently sitting at, at this time of recording, 16.3 million uh, signatures. And again, more people posted black squares than actually signed that petition. Yeah. So just, yeah. So if, if it's something that you would like to do, and again, if you posted that, that's just something that takes next to no time at all mm. um yeah. yeah like i said i'll link that youtuber if you can't donate money there are other funds bail funds you can find and again those will all be in the show notes i don't have those off the top of my head unfortunately uh and mm. again you again or, or you can just go on on uh google and just search how how can i help black lives Matter. i know that um the minnesota freedom fund is one that we promoted as well in a previous uh, yeah, podcast yeah. and so that's definitely one that we'll promote but then there's other there's quite a few state statewide uh, specific ones uh, mm -hmm. that we can we can mm -hmm. promote um mm -hmm. so we're continuing on the um surviving america series uh next week we're going to do our freedom episode um that may end up being a two-parter as well the same as uh the morality one that we recorded uh, but we'll We'll see how that goes along. And as part of that, I do want to discuss um, race in America and the freedoms that different race that you have, depending on the race, like how felonies work in America. 
So we'll talk about all those things and like freedom of movement and um, what does it even mean? And America, are you even free, bro? <laughs> um, yeah, so just before we close out, I just went with some positive news. Um, so we're bringing it back, bringing it back for the old, old apps. Uh, so I just want to say that, yeah, as, as uh, Alpha mentioned previously about the... Uh, large black lives matter painted uh, on the street that was heading towards uh, the white house i believe it was yeah uh there was also so this is like the first time america's actually come to all come together in something funnily enough where mm. all 50 us states protest uh, protested uh, as well as many of our uh, cities and even countries um Al Jazeera actually made a list of those countries outside of the US states. Uh, I'll link that in the show notes as well if you're interested to see which countries did that. Uh, and it's just it's a growing list as well as far as I'm aware because more and more places are protesting this and are standing together uh, in solidarity with you know the Black Lives Matter uh, Black Lives Matter movement. Uh, and today, um, it's it's unfortunately by the time this this uh, episode goes out it will already have been on the air but as of recording uh in a few hours time uh sesame street are actually doing a one hour special uh called coming together standing up to racism and that you'll be able to watch that should be everywhere in the world should be able to watch that just online i think that's an important thing for even like you know kids do live in this world they're surrounded by what's happening and kids aren't stupid so I think it's important for a show like Sesame Street mm. to to go out of their way and be like, look, we're today we're going to be discussing racism and what's happening in the world because Sesame Street has been one of those shows that have always sort of challenged diversity in a way where they have all of these you know, different people come onto the show uh, and and talk about uh, certain things. Um, and yeah, so you can just Google that Sesame Street one hour special. You'll be able to find that. Uh, and then I'm just going to end with a question of the week that I'm going to address to Casanova here, but to mm -hmm. you guys listening as well. So, you know, with the recent events across America taking place, uh, there have been dem uh, demands for the defunding of police and even to abolish them. Uh, I came across a post on Instagram of an FAQ from MDP sorry, MPD 150 about building a police-free future uh, and what would entail. To quote their website, MPD 150 is a uh, participatory, horizontally organized uh, effort by local organizers, researchers, artists, and activists. It is not a project of any organization. So looking further, I found they have a 35-page report that can be viewed on their website uh, and their findings of the 150-year performance review of the Minneapolis Police Department. Uh, while I've only came, uh, recently come across this report, I've uh, I've really haven't really had the time to read it fully. But these are their five essential uh, findings. Uh, one, the police were established to protect the interests of the wealthy, and racialized uh, racialized violence has always been part of that mission. Two. The police cannot be uh, reformed away from their core function. Uh, three, uh, the police criminalized dark skin and poverty, channeling millions of people into the prison system, depriving them of voting and employment rights, and thereby preserved privileged access to housing, jobs, land, credit, 
educational whites, which is actually kind of what goes back to what Cass was uh, saying earlier on in the episode. Um, uh, four, the police militarize and escalate situations that call for social service intervention. Five, there are viable existing and potential alternatives to policing for every area on which police engage. So if you would like to re uh, read the report, we'll have links available in the show notes where it's available as a, as a zine, a full 35 page uh, report. Uh, and you can even listen to it if you so choose, or you don't have time, maybe you can listen to it on a commute or something that's available through SoundCloud. And we'll have those in the uh, show notes. So that just leads to the question of, can we move to a police free world? It's a pretty loaded question, uh, and I don't mm. expect either Cass or Alpha to answer it right now. They can go ahead, and if they have an answer for me at the moment, they can go ahead. But yeah, it's a pretty loaded question. Uh, do you guys have anything to say, or do you just want to leave it to the listeners? I think I'll leave it to the listeners. Mm -hmm. short, answer, short, answer, short answer for me. Um, if we do away with the police that they have currently, like in their current setup and their and their current capacity, Mm -hmm. um yeah i'm i mean with that background and that history however um we have firemen we mm -hmm. have uh ambulance and emergency services mm -hmm. and we still need i believe a third so bring back like bring like de deconstruct the police as they are today and bring mm -hmm. back another uh service branch which has to do with emergency response, mm -hmm. like because we mm -hmm. still need we still need a, a branch that is able to intervene in cases of domestic violence, of mm -hmm. um, house arrest, of hostage negotiations. We still need people to tackle these situations. We just need them to do it differently than what they're doing today, mm -hmm. and there need to be consequences and of course as we have discussed much better training than what they're what they're doing but we oh, yeah. so yeah. i am i am all for the the dismantling the police as they are today yes absolutely do they still serve a vital role in our society absolutely and we still do need them because mm. i'm not going to rely on firemen to come and save my ass when somebody's home invading my house mm -hmm. Yeah, I just believe what I what I said earlier. Of like, I I'd like the police to go back to a local community, local policing. Yeah, like yeah. Community yeah. Policing. I, I think I think it would be important to read this report in full and see what mm. they found. This is just for the Minneapolis the police department, so it is very mm. contained. It is their research, and it's I think it's important that they chose to just look at one place and do a yeah. review of 150 years and what has what what yeah. has or hasn't changed in those 150 years yeah um but we'll come back with more socialist um propaganda next yeah, week no. <laughs> <laughs> i'll start i'll start putting that in the tags i'll just put the uh, socialist propaganda like, in the tags and see how many people will start uh, listening i think there's certainly some people who would be like this is socialist propaganda oh okay okay i got something let's let's send them a high uh do you know little nas x no you're gonna tell us all about him little nas x Go. no he's just he did like he did that he did like that uh old was it old town road oh, or whatever yeah, it is remix? yeah yeah i got you yeah, yeah, right. So he's he's got a pretty big following on on uh, 
on Twitter. So he did a uh, he did a a post where he says, "Here's my thoughts on um, white lives or something like that." Here's a thread, and then the follow up post was "Black Lives Matter," and he just left it there. Mm. That was such a mic drop moment. I was just like, "Well done, well done, you." Nice. Because like you had all these probably like racists uh, coming in, being like. Yo, let's see what this this guy has to yeah, say. Yeah, yeah. So, and I do love I do love as well that um, K-pop uh, K-pop stands have been taking over uh, white alt right and white supremacist hashtags. <laughs> they've just been posting K. Like, they've just been posting like all lives matter with a bunch of K-pop, so you can't actually see any racist bullshit. Nice. So nice. I commend that my my K-pop stands. That's the one thing we. Uh, we we salute like, you. We should we should definitely talk about like um, how good Asian communities are like in Korea and China and Hong Kong. How good they are at like social media and doing this. Like, watch the protests in Hong Kong. The way those protests are. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just like it's incredible. It's just like we need to learn from our Hong Kong brethren. We need to support about our Hong Kong brethren go as well. About, yeah, yeah absolutely uh, right yeah that's where we're going to leave it this Wrap week it so everyone once again love yourself love each other go out have a conversation with someone like try and expand yourself try and be there for your communities and just spread some love out there and we'll see you next week so bye bye, bye.